You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Signs of the restaurant. 
Johnny Grace gets famous. I thought he was something just saying. But it's, it's a powerful scripture. It's a powerful word of God's power towards all humankind. So not only does God have thoughts of love towards the people of the world, He has actions of love towards the people of the world. See, God could have sat in heaven, just hanging out on His throne, saying, I have a feeling of love towards the world. I mean, that's wonderful, but we wouldn't know. We'd have no idea. Instead, He kicks in an action that says, you want to know how much I love you? I love you so much that I'm prepared to put forth my son. That's how much I love you. He has actions of love towards the people of the world. He is for the people. It's easy to be moved personally, but I'm talking about you and me here. It's easy, easy to be moved by the plight of someone or moved by a good thing. You see someone doing a good thing and it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. But to see a world where people were falling, where people were failing, where people were being bound by sin, and to see that world that you created and then go beyond anything that's ever been done before and evoke a plan, a plan of love, a plan that gives people hope, a plan that gives people the ability to be known, forgiven, and loved by the Creator of the world. Just think about it. You know, you see something on TV and it just moves your heart and you're like, I'd be cool with that. But when you see someone doing something bad, it's like, I wouldn't be cool with that. But Jesus looks at creation. That we, we, we weren't even doing our best. We were doing our worst. He's like, I feel moved by that. I can do something about that. He was moved with deep compassion, this extravagant move of God. He wasn't moved by a woman's fuzzy feelings. He was moved with deep compassion towards the people who were undeserving of being redeemed. And yet, He loved us so much that He gave His Son, Jesus, so that you and I, everybody in the world, would not perish but have the opportunity to know Him personally. I don't know about you, but that's a message of hope. It's God that is for the people. Now, I've spoken to many people over the years who counted themselves out of attending a local church. One of the reasons is they thought they would be judged. They thought by coming into the building that they would be judged. Their first thought is often, and they say it as a joke, but they say it because they know the state of their heart. They thought they'd be judged by God, and they often describe thoughts of being zapped by lightning as they enter the building. Perhaps you were one of those people. Said, oh, I can't go in. I've got to wait to see some I've heard, I heard someone say it in the Bible once, so I don't know what happens to Or they have this deep fear of being judged by the people who are in the church. They've been living a life that they know doesn't line up with God's best for them. Like, if I go into the church, I'm going to be judged by people. This is what I love about the Bible. The Bible gives us really clear direction. Are you ready for this? The Bible is so clear. There is only one who can judge. James 4 verse 12 says this. God is the one who gave us the law, and He is the judge. He is the only one who can save and destroy 
so it's not right for you to judge anyone. Only God can judge. Only God can judge. But we, but more importantly this morning, only God can save. Only God can save. We can't save. We can go out of our way to come alongside of people and encourage them and let them know about the hope of Jesus. But we can't save them. Only God can do that. Only God can save. It's His heart to save everyone who is estranged in relationship from Him. His heart, His purpose. Here's, here's a glimpse of His heart. In 1 Timothy 2, verse 4, it says this. Just catch a glimpse of His heart this morning. God wants everyone to be saved and fully understand the truth. Have you read that scripture before? Maybe you haven't. God wants everyone to be saved. He is for the people. He is for the people of the world. He wants everyone to fully understand the truth. Who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. God wants everyone to be saved. He wants them to understand the truth that He loves them so much that He gave His Son. He wants them to understand that He doesn't want them to perish. He wants them to have eternal life. God is for the people. It's His heart. The heart for the world. The heart for all the people of the world. It goes on to say in 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6, it goes on to say this, that there is only one God and there is only one way that people can reach God. That way is through Christ Jesus. He was a man. He gave Himself to pay for everyone to be free. This is the message that was given to us just at the right time. God's never late. Always on time. Gave us the right message at the right time. It's His heart. God has paid for your freedom. God has paid for the freedom of all people. The freedom of anyone who will accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life. See, God's heart, I'm just going to keep pushing this onto you this morning. God's heart is for you. God's heart is for us. God's heart is for the people of the world. He's not angry at the people of the world. His heart is full of compassion. Like, come to me. Come to my son, Jesus. I want to know you again. It's really important for us to understand that Jesus also has this heart towards us, to the people of the world. He echoes God. He echoes the Father's heart for the people of the world. In John verses 37 to 9, we catch yet another glimpse of this perfect and beautiful picture of God. This is Jesus speaking to you this morning. This is Jesus speaking to all the people of the world this morning. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. No judgment. Father gave me, I will accept him. For I come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. He accepts all, keeps all. Just 
security today. Who was your person? The person who made it their responsibility. The person who made it the purpose of their life to make sure that you were going to have to leap over them to a crisis of unity. Who was your person? Who was the person that clung to you with tenacity and the grappling skills of a world-class Olympic wrestler to make sure that salvation was yours? Who was it who stood in the gap and implored you to hear the message of Jesus? Who, who was it with grit and determination made sure that you had the opportunity for your life to be changed forever? Did their tenacity, their grappling skills, made it possible for you to have a way to your salvation? Their kindness showed that the heart of God is for you, that He is for you. God is for the people. And those individuals, those people, made it possible for him to be known to you. See, many of you have heard a small part of my story, my close friend being unrelenting and pursuing a moment with Jesus for me. Just wouldn't, wouldn't let go, wouldn't let up. Tenacious in his ability to be green every, every like day before you on the day of small groups. Hey, what are you doing now? Oh, I'm just busy, man. Keep busy. Gotta do the washing. Yeah. Yes. See, the part of my story that you haven't heard, I was very much in the worst part of my life when everything was spiraling out of control. Home, school, friends, family, everything was spinning out of control. And a young pastor from the church where I was at would come to meet me after school. He would do things like he would take me to look at a new car that he was thinking about buying. In hindsight, I don't think he was thinking about buying a car at all. It was just an excuse. Hey, let's go look at cars. I'm thinking about buying one. Like, maybe in the next 10 years, but let's look now. I'm going to this pastor and this pastor's like, he is not buying a car, let me tell you that. He would play tennis with me after school. Set after set, he would show me the heart of God, that God was for me, just by being present and spending time with me. Even when he refused to let me win, he would beat me ferociously every match, set by set. But his love for me made me understand that Christians like this were the real deal. It made a way for me to respond to Jesus. It was at the end of a meeting like, like this, similar similar to this. And I, I'm not sure at that moment in time whether I was responding because my heart was just so crushed and being beaten set after set by this person and person. Like, it was, I was responding to Jesus. It was Jesus. See, the point is today, The time you spend with people make it count. Right now, I, I outreach with people all the, all the time, and I, and I, like, I go and have coffee, and we talk about the block. Right? Be the greatest example of Christ talking about the block that you've got to be. 
when this guy was looking, taking a look at cars, he said, hey, did he mention God? But let me tell you, by the way, he actually kind of said, but when he did, he represented what a real Christian was to him. I, I, I knew it. He, he didn't have to. In fact, I've got a sense of suspicion that was not part of his paid job to do. His job was to run an instrument store and make sure that the system was back on Friday night and weren't putting holes in walls to sell it. That was his real job. I was even going to use it because I was like, I was on that car. difference in the life of someone, invest the love of God into them. Go out of your way to show them that they matter to God. So I know that there are people sitting in this room today that I have had the privilege of making a difference in their life. Heaven saved them, God saved them, that's the privilege of making a difference in their life. Meeting them at school for breakfast programs, discipling them in the scriptures over hot chocolate, meeting people when they're well performing at Harvard, letting them know that God loves them and has a plan and a purpose for their life, being able to lead people to Jesus so they can be saved and known by God. I say this this morning, I'm not blowing my trumpet today, but I am sounding the trumpet. The trumpet for all of us, let us hear the sound of salvation in the life of somebody else. Let us see the sound of salvation for the people of our world, for our city, for our suburb, for our family, for our household. See, God is for all people. God has called you to bring the good news of Jesus to your world, to your people. I love, I love what Isaiah 52, 7 says. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. The good news of peace and salvation. The good news that the God of Israel reigns. But don't you want to be one of those people who bring the good news? How beautiful is it when someone brings the good news of salvation? How beautiful is it? See, when we share this message of the good news of peace and salvation, it's the moment that God sees beauty in us. See, when you spend time with people, when you pray with people, when you pray for someone's salvation, when you have the tenacity to keep loving and keep the faith for someone to have salvation, I just want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't grow weary. Keep praying. Keep showing up. Keep believing. Keep trying. Keep relationships. Keep doing the mundane. Keep showing the love of God, even when it seems completely impossible. Even when it seems impossible. Keep showing up. I'm going to close with this passage of Scripture today. And this is in Luke 10, verse 2. This is Jesus. He said to them, There is such a big harvest of people to bring in, but there are only a few workers to help harvest them. God owns the harvest, but only the people, you know? Don't you feel that harvest is about the people? 
God owns the harvest. Ask him to send more workers to help bring the harvest. And Jesus conveys to us that there's such a big harvest of people to bring in that need to have salvation, that need to understand this truth, that God loves them so much that to send his son. And people need to hear that they can be fully saved and set free by Jesus. And people need to know that God loves them by the way that we treat them. And people need to know that God is real. He took the time to send his son and action to bring for them. God owns the harvest, meaning he is the one who can call in this fully overflowing harvest of people coming into a relationship with him. See, when we read that it says, ask him to send more workers to help with the harvest, this is Jesus asking us to get a glimpse of the harvest, to get a glimpse of the people that are in our world. See, I'm not praying that God would bring somebody else into our church that is passionate about seeing people get saved. That's not my prayer for you. You know my prayer is not. It's my prayer that us, right here, right now, as we read these scriptures, that our hearts being transformed, that the time that we spend with people, we need to make it count. The coffee that we have with people, we need to make it count. The way in which we talk about our lives, the way we talk about our families, the way we talk about our friends, it should make people think, God, oh, he's a real Christian. They should have absolutely forsaken us that individual for the way that they treat him, but that wasn't the way they talked at all. When they talked, they sounded like someone who knows Jesus. To share hope, to share the good news, to show people love, to show up in their lives, to live a life that shows how good God is to us. Do you realize how good God is? He sets a lot that shows how good God is. We know it in our hearts. Let's let it come up in our actions as well. Not just when we see performing actions. Let's convert our hearts into action and show people how much we love them. God send us, use normal people like us. I believe that you're normal. God, use normal people like us. Let our church be a, a church for the people of the world where people can see Jesus in action and come to know him personally be saved and fully understand the truth. It's God's heart, and it's my prayer today that our heart, not just in words, but in actions and in deeds, make Jesus known to our people. And so I put it to us this morning, who are you believing for? Who, who are you believing for? You know, I talked about this last Christmas, and I talked about it at Easter. Are you still believing for the people that you wrote down on your card at Easter? Are you still believing for the people that you wrote down on your card last Christmas? Or did they just kind of like fade off into silence? Let's encourage ourselves again, amen? Time to keep believing for those individuals. It's time to keep believing. Who is God continuing to place on your heart? What do you need to do to convert into action? You've had someone in your heart, whether it's family, friends, people you used to go to school with. What do you need to do to convert that heart? 
that compassion that God is bestowing upon you only is able to convert us from that to the coffee the Moby Revival is on at the end of November. What a time to get in. What do you need to do? What do you need to do to convert it to an action? What do you need to do? To show someone. To reach out to someone. To let them know that the reason for Christmas, the reason for Easter, is God loves us so much that He acts in I said this earlier in the year, it's my heart that we would prolifically activate a culture of invitation in our church. Still my prayer, and that's the reason I'm bringing it up again. There's people in our world that need to be
We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.